You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Quentin Tarantino's debut film, Reservoir Dogs. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Sounds of the 70s weekend just keeps on coming with this little ditty that reached up to 21 in May of 1970. The George Baker selection, Little Green Bag. We're starting this out great. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and to uh, to Tarantino Month. Yes. We're your host. I'm Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, Mr. Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am doing well. <laughs> and Mr. Wahid Al-Khalazmi. He is way too excited. Hi, I'm back, and I'm wearing uh, Liz Brasher's yeah. t-shirt. You're flying shout the out. colors today. I like yeah, it. Shout out to my friend Liz. Go, go listen to her music and, yeah. and, and watch, you know, buy, uh, buy a shirt from her. Well, <laughs> where can you listen to her music, man? Just put up. Liz Brasher, Brasher, people pronounce it differently, but uh, just Google that, go to YouTube, or go to Spotify, and uh, yeah. Yeah, while, he, while he's got stocking, and Liz, and Liz Brasher Incorporated. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, as much as much as I advertise that stuff, I should. Uh, yeah, really, really awesome, awesome musician. The reason I bring her up is, she's one of those musicians that, um, you know, this film is very heavy influenced, you know, kind of what we call now classic rock it's got <laughs> it's got a little bluesy in it do you yeah. know what i'm saying all oh, that yeah. stuff so Very liz's music is badass all right she writes her own music her own lyrics and all that stuff i would love to see like what a tarantino film with liz Gracer's soundtrack would be like that'd be badass i don't know man he's been uh been loving that maraconi scores uh, in his films here lately i can't even imagine <laughs> what a Tarantino film would would be without him? Anymore. Well, well, you're about to. When uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's set in the '60s and then '70s, man. So uh, you don't think he's going to use some Maricone? Mar- uh? uh, no, he will, but he will also start coming back. You know, because he didn't use it on the last few films. He he hasn't used like any kind of a. Uh, you know, uh, Americana music. Or no, any he of did that on Hateful uh, Hateful Eight. He did. Yeah, which one? Did he? Hey, yeah, he used a bit from the thing. There is a, 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 a the actual score from the thing that Maricone did for John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. Yeah, yeah. that that no, piece no, no, of no, music is about, actually in. No, there. no, I'm talking about like songs. Do you know what I'm saying? He hasn't had like you know. Oh. 
like, like more soundtrack, not more sound- score. Yeah, exactly. Do you get know what I'm saying? He, soundtrack, not score. Well, like this Kill Bill all, soundtrack. All of all. Tarantino's stuff is all pre-existing music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is pre-existing music uh, from like movie scores yeah. versus like songs that are like just popular pop gotcha. culture, that kind of stuff. Damn it, Brian! Why you gotta make it complicated? <laughs> that's Brian's that job. I know. It's like, damn, <laughs> guys. That's all semantics here, guys. That, that's 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 why I don't come on the podcast anymore. I can't handle two of them. You know, Jared and uh, freaking Brian. My whole job is to get Brian to give me those looks. The looks right. that the listeners can't see. Yeah, that what He's the like, fuck what are the you talking are you about? Saying? I, I'm sure they can hear it in my condescending <laughs> tone that I sometimes get. And if I can get him to laugh where he can't breathe. Yeah, that yeah. Makes me there happy. you go. Yeah. Well, you got to crack three farts on that and you'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, time tonight. Pull my finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was 10. I have, I've graduated my potty humor since then. Oh, cool. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, a little bit. Uh, Challenge right. accepted. Are, are, we, are we talking about this film? What's this well, film you know, again? We're, we're, we're we building doing? up to uh, Quentin right. Tarantino's debut. Actually, there was a film before this one on IMDb. What's that all about? Oh, My be- uh, my Best Friend's Birthday or some bullshit. My Best Friend's no, Wedding. wedding no. What, I don't know. Some, some, like, <laughs> he birth- counts this as yeah. his first one. No, it's yeah. yeah was it a it, short film? It, it, yeah, it was like sixteen okay. millimeter. Um, it's I don't think it actually got finished or it did finish, but no one has it anywhere. Someone maybe found a print or whatever it is. But in the in the process of making, he was ready to make this one for like thirty five thousand dollars, right? Before somehow like Lawrence Bender got it to Harvey Cattell, and he's like, just tell him to wait. And he's like, I don't want to wait. I'm making it this summer. And it's like they went and found him two hundred thousand dollars and just made it. His uh, his acting coach's wife knew Harvey Keitel. Nice, and that's how both of them read it. They both loved it, and they passed it on to Harvey Keitel, and that's how he got involved. That's insane. And yeah, came he came aboard have, as a co-producer. He yeah. does have a really strong role in this. Uh, oh yeah, he probably yeah. was like, yeah. um, "Cool, I'll yeah. get you the money." But I'm playing that guy. <laughs> well, that that was written for. Uh, no, no, I'm playing that guy. He does a damn good job, but also uh, Tim Roth's uh, role amazing. Is, is amazing. Yeah. Like the. Guys, it kind of unfolds. I have nothing, nothing negative to say about any actor here. No, not, a, yeah. not a single fucking one. They, no, no, no. Every single one is top of the notch. Yeah. And considering this is like a low budget film, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, like how the fuck did they get this cast? Um, like I understand Harvey Keitel, but yeah. Right. Well, it's Quentin Tarantino, man. Good casting, but then also like you know Michael Madsen. But he, he was nothing. He was, then. He, no, no, I'm, I'm saying how. Oh, you mean like how did they actually pull it off to get that cast with low money? That's right. You Not that s- it's because of Quentin Tarantino, or whatever. Dude, it's the script. Most of all those actors said the script, the script, the script, and most That's of crazy. those actors were not that big either back then. Like. Steve Buscemi was definitely not that big. Michael Madsen was well, just done some off. indie stuff. He got yeah, his but, indie but, cred. Indie cred, but still, man, indie cred, you know, is still like, you know, <laughs> sack scale, <laughs> right. you know, uh, it was just like 125 bucks a day. It, actually, back then probably was like 90 bucks or something like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, fucking great cast. Yeah. And it tells you what a badass director this guy is right off the fucking bat. Because <laughs> uh, as Woody Allen would say. 90% of your job as a director is the right casting. Oh, totally. Yeah. I believe John Ford said that first. Oh, uh, well, you know, Woody Allen steals. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody steals. Yeah, totally. Everybody That's borrows, right. especially Clinton Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah circle around. So, you know, just just FYI, if you do talk shit about him, I don't know if, if he told you this or not, like, he is here, then like Christopher Nolan, uh, then like, you know, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese, Spielberg, God, 
everything else. So, so just so you know, he was working his way up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was working my way down. So uh, yeah, don't say shit about Tarantino. We may we may have some punches coming coming out tonight. I don't know. I think you should work your way down. I put I put Scorsese above Tarantino. I I wouldn't. I would. See, I would. Yeah, I I know yeah. you guys would. Hey, trust me. Scorsese like was one of the reasons I wanted to get into this whole fucking film bullshit world right. that we're in. You but can't have uh, Tarantino's Tarantino without my Scorsese. Hot. I know you can't have a lot of people without Scorsese. You can't have this guy. I'm just saying that guy. I grew into that guy. Right. I hear you. Yeah, that guy's badass. Well, look, 1992. This was kind of like one of the big 90s indie films. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you guys knew about this and saw it? 2004. Damn, dude, that's a while. I was going into film school, and it was one of these movies you're supposed to watch. Oh, okay. And so I watched it, and I didn't watch it again until today. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Did not leave a uh, impact <laughs> on you there, huh? I, uh, I didn't really. I mean, I I liked it. There was some cool shit, that, you know, the ear scene, and then, like, you know, there's uh, the, the whole bathroom thing where he's, like, standing there, like, talking, and then, you know, kind of... Kind of how Boondock Saints ripped it off, you know, with the guy doing the, yeah, you know, all that shit. That's really fucking cool. So it's the big, big moments like that, like, stand out. Uh, I remember the beginning being very boring, and then I kind of had that same feeling again while I was watching it. Like, it was, like, building up, and it just basically, um, until the ear scene, up to that point, it kind of feels like it lags to me. Like, you know, it's, like, building all this, like, long fucking slow scenes. But what, what this time as a filmmaker watching it... That's kind of the calm before the storm. That's allowing you to, like, it's breathing, you know, it's building this tension and this tone, and then shit starts to take off, and then it actually starts to feel like a film instead of, like, a, you know, a low-budget indie film. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Does that make sense? I do. Yeah, so, like, I, I think I, just think I, just, I, had, to, I had to live a little bit to appreciate it more. Yeah. That, dude, just, it's kind of blowing my mind, because usually, like, Reservoir Dogs, filmmakers... Usually go crazy oh, because I have a thing where somebody if somebody builds it up, it's kind of the reason why I haven't seen all the Godfathers and shit like that. It's because, and I know we've had this discussion, we're going to do it eventually. Uh, it's because <laughs> when when it gets built up so much, I just I don't want to see it. I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah, fuck it, you know. It's kind of it's kind of like all this you. all the, like like I, I've, I've gone so far that I I'm never going to watch The Wire, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> K Billy Super Sounds of the '70s continues. You just heard The World as a Ghetto by War and Billy Don't Be a Hero by Bull Donaldson and the Haywoods. K-B-I-L-L-Y. Oh, I got you! Uh-huh, uh, you thought I didn't see you now, didn't you? Uh-huh, uh, you tried to sneak by me now, didn't you? Uh-huh, uh. So when was, uh, when was the first time you saw this, Wild Hizzle? Um, 2002-2003 when I was like getting into my Tarantino kick um, I was still in high school I don't know, like 10th grade 11th grade it was, it was fucking awesome VHS uh, couldn't find it at the Blockbuster on DVD so did you say 2002? Uh, 2002 or 2003 it's one of those you're like a transition in between so like when Kill Bill was coming back going back and yeah yeah oh, okay. yeah, yeah right. basically you know who's uh, this Tarantino fella? yeah <laughs> let me go back and uh, review oh, the no, filmography oh no 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 I, I watched no I watched um, uh, Pulp Fiction and oh, Jackie Brown in 2000 oh, yeah actually I'll, I can tell you exact exact day on that I watched it August 28th 2000 
uh, because that's like four yeah. days after I immigrated, and I was hanging out with my cousin, and he was like a big, huge fucking film buff. Like, like well, now that you're an American, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, no, I know. He's like, he's like show you a few now things. that you're here, all right, we're gonna start out. <laughs> we're gonna go with all the cuss words, all the racial slurs yeah. we can possibly throw at you, and a shit ton of violence. Welcome to America. <laughs> I know it was awesome. Uh, actually, that was one of the films we did watch. Yeah. Uh, uh, coming to America, and then we, uh, he was like, oh, I got to get you into Rambo. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've seen Rambo. And he was like, no, you have not seen it, seen it. And like Jordan, dude, they, you know, they uh, cut it censor a lot of that shit. And Jordan, oh, really? Like, yeah, <clears throat> like a lot of the killing or the tits or any kind of makeout scenes or not full makeout scenes. They keep those in there, but like sex scenes or like super, super, super violent scenes. Like even in the theater? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, Damn, censorship um, is tough, man. Yeah, man. You know, there's uh, they have like moral stuff over there. Well, I don't know if it's the same way now, but when I was growing Rainbow up, was like 25 minutes yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he's like, "You have not seen this." So yeah, he introduced me that. He introduced me to Matrix, and then uh, he introduced me to Tarantino. Fucking, <laughs> I see what you're saying right now. <laughs> well, he, he's pig smiling. He's like, <laughs> I, I just got the picture of, of like that Colonel showed up. <laughs> <laughs> to get Rambo busted out of the, the prison. It's just all, it's just all those and then it's just credit. <laughs> it's a scene he walks into town, <laughs> he gets put into jail, and then the dude comes and gets him out. <laughs> Credits. <Done>. <laughs> <laughs> they walk him out, and everybody's standing there for some reason. Like, Man, that, was so that fucking music is playing. Why was that considered an action film? <laughs> Uh, Rambo's such a badass. He gets, he gets out of jail really easy. <laughs> oh my god! Uh. <laughs> but, oh. Uh, okay, violence uh, is funny. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> censored violence is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, what, what oh yeah, um, so that's that, so that's when I got introduced to Tarantino. So, but then you know, I like rewatched a couple other things, and um, you know, like Room Four or whatever Four it rooms? is, oh, Four Rooms, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, with the with the other directors that they did. So, anyways, you know, I was like all into that, but um, didn't really watch it. Watch it, do you know what I'm saying? I yeah. think it was like it was rented a couple of times, but I never watched it. But I I remember. Right after I killed Bill, I'm like, all right, I got to go back and watch this guy's movies, like, from the first, first one I can find, like, up to Kill Bill. So, so yeah, whenever Bill, Kill Bill came out, that's that's when I rewatched this to, like, get a good understanding of it. I hear you. Guys, I remember seeing the trailer for this in front of, it was, uh, I think it was right next to a Terminator 2, the very first Terminator 2 <laughs> trailer I ever saw. It was on the VHS for Total Recall. Oh, oh nice. okay. And it had it a Reservoir Dogs uh, trailer. It's best demise. Oh, man. That movie must be talked about one day. Oh, dude. We've got to do that movie. <laughs> it's so classic. But, uh... Yeah, the eyes are bugging and shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I love all the makeup in that movie, That's dude. Amazing. God, it's so good. Yeah. Two oh. weeks, two weeks. Two... <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, oh. all, all the spandex pants they're wearing. Oh, man. They're awesome, Dan. Honey, you make me wish I had three hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, man. Dude, yeah. Oh, uh, love it. Is that Argyle from fucking... Uh... No, it's not. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> That would have been awesome that if it was. <laughs> you just bust out those shades. <laughs> What's our gal doing here? Man, you know, strolling on Marsh. But uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch up with this until after I saw Pulp Fiction. So it'd probably been like ninety-five, right? But this was one of those films that was kind of um, 
a, a gateway drug into like you know European cinema. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Star Wars um, was kind of like the first. Like, Star Wars and Godzilla kind of led me into uh, Eastern cinema. This was kind of like my exposure to Western. Yeah, I don't know European. Let's call it that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of these influences in this movie. Um, and well, I guess he pulls also from Asian cinema as well. Yeah, I remember like City on Fire with Chow Young Fat. That's pretty close to this movie's plot. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> you know, I guess The, the Departed, that, they went ahead and did that as an official remake of, what was that, the, Infernal Affairs? Infernal yeah, Affairs. I yeah. mean, it's almost well, exactly the same. Well, it yeah. is. I, I think someone threatened to sue them or something like that. All right, cool. <laughs> We're going to make it like... Yeah, no, th- this is an adaptation. We just forgot to send the check. Oh, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, or license the rights. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. We'll, we got you. Yeah, this one was, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's questionable whether it's on the line of... Uh, homage or plagiarism i can you know yeah that's the that's I can the see big, it either way that's the big flack that he gets is like you know oh man dude he doesn't get any flack what are you talking about brian de palma gets flack quentin tarantino has gotten a pass his entire fucking career man, no, no, there, there are dedicated websites out there to hating quentin tarantino i need to <laughs> i need to point you a couple of them man because this is the second time we've had that conversation about it yeah uh, man, I don't, I don't see a lot of hate. Well, I, you know, okay, I see some hate from like you know feminists and extreme liberals. Um, you know, as you would for some of the content that's uh, in a yeah, Tarantino I, I don't film. Know. Most, most of all his women characters in his films are fucking badass, actually. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, there's no women characters in this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. Waitress? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Uh, the woman that gets yeah. uh, taken out of the car by yeah, Steve yeah. Simi. The fucking, yeah. like, gets shot. <laughs> yeah. No, no, oh, that, that's where yeah. it gets taken out by Tim Roth. Yeah, yeah. it gets taken out. Yeah. All the women get shot or well, beaten that, in this movie. I, I actually think that that's one of the most key moments in the whole movie, is that scene. Where Tim Roth actually has to kill... Oh. He, he has he has he has yeah. this like because you're, you're following him around like like he's the he's the cop like he's the guy he's he's the rat he's the guy he's out for the good he's the good guy. Well, you know he's you an know? undercover cop. But, at that but, point but in what the movie. I'm saying is like yeah, but like seeing that moment actually like it makes this interesting moment. It's kind of like you know he he's kind of like he's kind of like the bad guys. You know what I mean like they they don't want to kill people, but you know sometimes it happens in the line of duty. Uh, he, you know, see what I'm saying? Like it makes him more like them. It puts them in in their area. Yeah, it does. I mean, the kind of I don't know. It, I think that's why he ends up, you know, spoiler. Obviously, this movie's more than twenty years old, so I think that's why he kind of tells me at the end that he's a undercover cop. Yeah, they kind of get this bond together, and they kind of they both let down their guards. Yeah, and they fuck up. I mean, even Mister Pink, the entire movie's like, what I'm the acting. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me your name. You almost told me your name, you fucking idiot. He's like, are we not going to be fucking professionals here? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Damn it. I'm the only one acting like a professional. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, well, that, dude, that, you know, that, that scene when that, you know, the, the first thing where criminals are being like, you know, professional uh, was like with, with Steve Buscemi and uh, um, Harvey Cattell in the bathroom, like six minutes into the film maybe, or whatever it is. And it's just like a nice long dolly shot that like comes out from this other room and just stops in the hallway. And it's oh, just yeah. both of them talking the entire time before it goes into a, uh, a you know, like a, a semi-tight between the two of them trying to light their cigarettes, whatever it is. But that whole scene, that's when he was like, you know, they were talking about Mr. Blonde going crazy or whatever, fucking psychopath, and Harvey Cattell, like, is up at the, by the mirror, and he's like, you know, fucking amateurs. 
you know, it's not professional. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, I did not know killers and uh, robbers had, uh, you know, professional ethics. Man, and then, yeah, and then Steve Buscemi brings it up later. He's like, I'm the only fucking professional. <laughs> it's like, fucking hilarious. It's interesting about that scene where they, where they punch in uh, and go to the two shot where they're lighting yeah. the cigarettes. Uh <clears throat> Mr. White does not, or uh, yeah, Mr. White, right? Yeah, it is yeah. Mr. White. Yeah, yeah he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't light his cigarette. No, he, he it, goes up, kind of does it, doesn't. But yeah, but, yeah he, but he lights Steve Buscemi's, yeah. Mr. Pink, and then he goes over and he gets into the mirror, and then and they, for this long ass scene, he's combing his hair for so yeah. long, and then he ends up lighting the cigarette, and then he goes back to the mirror and combs his hair some more. It's just kind of like this nervous tick thing that he has, that he does that kind of plays in later when he when the dude's dying. Well, I. I I also like how they use that to like build tension between him and Mr. Pink. Yeah. So they're both in that little room. Yeah. And there's even a moment where Mr. Pink brings out his gun and he starts reloading it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. And, and Mr. Like, White kind of yeah, looks over like, at him for a yeah. second, like, yeah, what the like, fuck are you doing? Yeah. Okay, like, you're just okay. You reloading your gun? All right, you better put that away, bitch, because I will kill you. <laughs> let's not let's not let's not get crazy here. Yeah. And there's always this tension. You know, in that scene, and even in that wide shot, like he keeps going into another room. Yeah, he keeps going to like the very edge, and it's like, why is he? He, he never brings anything out of the room, but he just keeps leaving, and it, it's always like, well, are are you gonna like bring an axe out or something and like rip this guy's head off and bury him back there, or yeah. like you're just you know decapitate? Like, what are you doing? What is yeah. going on? It's constant tension. These guys are all on edge in this movie. <laughs> they could snap at any minute. That's where like I think most of the tension lies. No, yeah, that's true. Budget was only one point two to one point five million. Was it okay? Where did I hear it was like two hundred and fifty thousand or something like that? Two hundred and fifty thousand. That was probably. Uh, did he have that as like seed money to be able to like you know get things moving? Yeah, yeah man. He that 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 makes sense. But it made it made uh, still made two point eight million in the theaters. So yeah, that's not bad. And then it did really well on DVD later. I'm sure. Oh yeah, oh, especially yeah. once Pulp Fiction came out. Oh man. People are like, oh, wait, wait, there's this other movie? Pulp Fiction made over $100 million. <laughs> You'd also think out. that uh, True Romance would push this, the sales of this. I don't think many people saw True Romance either, dude. Really? Yeah. That's such a fun little movie, dude. I think that and, only and made Gary like 20 Oldman? or 30. Is it yeah. White Boy Day? <laughs> no, man. It ain't White Boy Day. And that's great. I mean, dude. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, there's so many great things in that Brad movie. Brad Pitt. Yeah. I think, dude, yeah, there's like yeah. shit yeah. of people yeah. in that movie. Yeah, I love, I love Brad Pitt's scene in that film. He's just like the stoner dude on the yeah, couch. Yeah, just like, he's just there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can totally tell, like that's a that that's a Tarantino character. Oh man, the dialogue right just yeah. reeks of it. Yeah, I know. Especially huh. Gary Oldman's character. Yeah, yeah. Those stupid <laughs> ass fucking dreads he's got. <laughs> so gigantic. God, oh, man. Oh, ridiculous. Oh man, I would love to actually see uh, to see him in a Quentin Tarantino film. Who? Gary Oldman. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't actually. Yeah, because like you would think so, right? Yeah, yeah right? he he did end up putting Brad Pitt in his films. Yeah, you know, so it's like, man, why has he not done that? That would, that would kind of be cool. And Brad Pitt was bad, was badass and inglorious bastards, man. Oh fuck he, he's, yeah, he's man, he's the best. Yeah, yeah, fucking so good, man. That was still well, one of my favorite I think podcasts. Walt steals that. Oh movie. no, he oh, totally yeah. steals yeah. that movie, but also uh, Brad Pitt's bringing it too. Yeah, no, he's you know, bringing to, it to play yeah. these over the top characters, but uh, still feel so genuine. Yeah, like you know, but that that's the yeah. thing too. So that so that's so all of no, these characters the are still like. <laughs> You know, the characters in this film, you know, Mr. White, Mr. Pink, all of them, you know, um, they are all a little cuckoo. They are a little crazy. Yeah. And they're so odd. And like, but he brings these performances out of those actors are like so believable. And you're like, how the fuck are you so good at getting that out of them? Dude, especially that. Even I'm going to jump all the way. It's your first film. 
Yeah, uh, like just e- even the uh, Joe's Joe, right? The main, the, the bad guy, the big main, the big, the main boss yeah. name's Joe. His son, the thing, uh, <laughs> the thing. Yeah, uh, his son at the end when they when they when they're in like the in the in the Mexican standoff, and he's like, "You take that goddamn gun off my dad!" Like he he, he builds this thing. He's like, he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, he's like, you know, he builds this whole moment, and like he's kind of pushing the stress there, and like just like it's it's so good. And it's just such a badass like moment. So, no, yeah, like, no, you, no. You no, could I, definitely I, I, build up to a nice, like, uh, climax. I know, man. But again, like, how the fuck did you know and learn how to do that? Where it's not like you're in our days where, you know, you're doing 15 short films or whatever it is before you get to your feature. Right. This guy has directed basically an unfinished movie before this one. And it's like, how are you that fucking good? Well, uh, look, he was, was really smart. He had very few locations, right? Well, yeah. you, he had yeah, great like actors. Yeah. You know, uh, like his cameras, n- nothing in his in this movie, like, is really crazy, standout, insane camera work. I mean, we got some yeah. handheld shots, some of the dolly shots in the beginning. Yeah. And there's some when the guy's getting his ear, cu- his ear cut off. You know, there's yeah. some cool camera work stuff yeah. there. There's, but it's not the Tarantino camera <laughs> shots that we're, yeah. Yeah, it's not crazy wall-to-wall. I and mean... They, they did slow motion, but they didn't shoot slow motion. <laughs> so oh, they, How did they do that? Like, it, it's well, choppy. They just, they just slowed down the film. They didn't shoot it slow-mo. They just they, slowed so it down. So I was wondering how they did that back then. They they shot it with, uh, what was it? It was 12 frames uh, with the, uh, what is it called? Step processing? Yeah. And that's where they take they a duplicate frame frames. and they duplicate it. Right. That's why that, like that was crap. actually a process they went in and did. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yes. Now, now we just like you know just <laughs> turn in point, out point, you know, interpolate, you know, stuff. But you know, yeah. even even now, <laughs> even nowadays, man, slow, slowing something that was shot at regular speed still looks like shit. To it me. does. Like, if it you does. Want, if you, you want it to tell. be slow motion, shoot in slow motion, and that's like I've I've had a couple of directors on set where they're like, you know, <clears throat> I'm you've been on sets with me now enough, Jared. I don't know if you've been on a music video with me, but like I just go, okay, I'm I need this here. Well let's run the whole song. No, I just need that one shot. Right. And like, okay, this slow mo. Well let's get let's get let's capture that in regular no, I don't I know this one is slow mo. <laughs> right. You know, it's like that's like I know what how it's gonna edit or whatever it is. But nowadays it's like Fuck, you know, people do that stuff, and you're like, dude, that looks like shit. You're it does. supposed to, like, actually shoot it slow-mo. Because it, it feels like it's an afterthought. Yeah. You know? So, I, well, I don't know if in this instance it was an afterthought or a money ma- uh, money ma- uh, No, no, they, no that, that's an afterthought. No, they, 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 they purposely shot it at 12 frames. I mean, you can't right. accidentally do that. Oh, you're talking about at the very, the yeah, very beginning? Yeah, when they're walking in slow-mo, uh, yeah, to... Uh, Green little bag. Yeah. That, that would be fast motion. So that you, to, to get more slow motion, you shoot higher frame rate. Well, no. See, they're they're shooting they're shooting twelve frames, right? And then they're doubling wow. them. So if you go back and look at the beginning of Reservoir Dogs, they're not actually moving in real slow motion. Why, why wouldn't you shoot it at gives twenty-four it this, and then just rep- it gives it this more floaty? Frames. They're, no, they're moving in real speed, but it, it kind of gives it, us this floaty, kind of choppy, choppy. Yeah, it, well, yeah. What? That's weird. The, the, the twelve doesn't yeah, make sense. That's yeah, how you do fast motion. Yeah. Yeah, but then they're dubbing, du- doubling the so, frames. Well, why not shoot twenty four and then just like double just, that, just double like that? Yeah. Well, because they also wanted to. Uh, they were speeding up and doing in camera speed ramps, and I don't think they ended up using any. I don't know. All I'm saying is what so ended what up they on were the doing, final product okay. is they were shooting at, at twelve frames a second. So you'd have like, let's say your shot is the guys are. It's the wide shot where the guys are going to enter frame and they're going to walk out of frame, right? So as they're entering frame, it's in slow motion, and they say they get to the halfway point mid-frame, right? So they're going to crank the camera in the middle of the shot to 24 frames, and they'll continue out completely 
in normal motion. And then they go back and... That would be going from fast to normal. Yeah. You, you know what I mean. Yeah. I yes. Okay. Sorry. Okay. 24 frames a yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is normal speed. Yeah. So, so wait. So, you're saying they, they did do that, and then what ended up happening is they couldn't use any of it because someone fucked it up. And so, what we ended up with is just an extension of... Oh, no, I, I don't. I didn't see ramp. any. Dude, yeah, I didn't see any speed ramps. No, there's no yeah. ramps. There's no ramps. Yeah. What, like what, yeah, what ended up in this thing definitely feels like they shot in regular mo- motion, and they go, "We need this one to be slow." It, it just yeah. feels like it's an afterthought to me. It, doesn't, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the cinematographer was on the commentary talking about it, but mm-hmm. I need to go back and listen to that part. Yeah. I don't think my Blu-ray had the commentary track though. Uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. insane. It's yeah. insane that the blue the fucking Blu-ray doesn't have all the shit. The fifteenth anniversary. The fifteenth anniversary Blu-ray. They're like, oh, okay, let's take all that shit off there. But if put you, go, you put you a really bad <laughs> documentary on there where a guy tries to coin the term res dogs. Oh, he's, shit. he's like was so, that Harry Knowles? It, it, it was the guy from uh, Ain't It Cool? It cool. Yeah, yeah this, Knowles, this giant right? dude, and he's just like he's like you know he's like he's like you know before Res Dogs, I'm like bro, nobody says Res Dogs. I've never heard anybody say Res Dogs. I can't believe that Quentin Tarantino lets a motherfucker put that on his fucking DVD saying Res Dogs. Come on, man. I can't believe that nobody <laughs> nobody told Harry Knowles. It's like bro, look that beard, the way you got it cut. Uh, neck beard makes, is not neck beard is not cool, bro. It makes you look like Jabba the Hutt. You know, it, ain't it cool? No, it ain't cool. <laughs> Like stop it! <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you guys like trim it, braid it, really, let it, really bad let lighting it grow out that too. Uh, yeah, it's just like it's like man, they just they plopped up a fucking eight millimeter camera and fucking turned the damn laptop screen on him to fucking give him a little fill and say that looks good. Do it. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't think he's doing anything anymore. Uh, didn't he get like uh, busted out for like uh, in the Me Too movement? Or being like a, a sexual weirdo. Not to judge a book by its cover, but he looks like fucking Job of the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He's like, Damn, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, please that dude, be my princess. <laughs> I don't care if you listen, bro. Like, come on, man. Res dogs? I'm, no. If, even <laughs> if I meet you in person, I'll be like, man, come on. Uh, I don't want your creepy review, you weirdo. <laughs> Res dogs. <laughs> Uh. Oh man! But if you get the tenth anniversary DVD oh, before they pull all the shit off of it, <laughs> it's got a whole bunch of awesome stuff wait, without wait, wait. that. Wait, it's going to be six dollars on Amazon? Nah, we're taking some special features off that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, uh, fucking, you know, this was Miramax release, so oh, um, oh no, uh, it was uh, it was picked up by Artisan. This was before. Uh, Th- this was not a Miramax one. Oh no. yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Pulp yeah, Fiction right. was the first Miramax yeah, one. Yeah, that was financed by that too. I think it was the company at the time was called Live. Was it Live Entertainment? Yeah, I think no, it's what like, it says at the beginning. Yeah, like Live. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Inc. And that's that. yeah. That's ended up who became uh, they became Artisan. Hmm. Ah, Artisan Entertainment. I see. Who everybody that uh, has uh, the Blair Witch Project uh, saw that logo. Oh, that's right. Times, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, they they made they made some uh, some money back in the nineties. Fuck yeah, they did. Yeah, dude, I, dude. Like independent movies in the nineties were like fucking I know, huge. Man. Like you could actually release a movie, get a theatrical release, and people would see it. I know. The like Netflix it, movies of the day. And no, and th- and that's like that's that's what made that's um, so sad. God damn it, Jerry! God damn it! <laughs> I, I right, sit over well, here and cry to myself. Well, well, hold on, hold on, let's let's get let's get Brian uncrying. Uh, so yeah, I mean <laughs> that that period. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. That, that period there, man, like gotcha. gave us gave us Quentin Tarantino, gave us like you know Robert Regas with uh, you know El Mariachi, Steven Soderberg, Steven Soderberg, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah. 
I mean, like some really, really fucking super talented people. You Spike know? Lee. Oh, uh, yep, Spike yeah. Lee. Richard Linklater. Um, yep. Richard Linklater. Dazed and Confused, man. Okay, that's yeah, a really good one. Slacker. That's all right. What a, a boy's life! I know. I haven't seen a boy's well, life. Well, that, that was that was yeah, definitely that was not the shittiest not in the one. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? That was that was cool, man. Come on, that was cool. Uh, Nobody likes boys' life here. I don't I like seen it. A bunch of motherfuckers. Uh, I do put fuck it on the podcast and I'll watch it. Made me cry like a little. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we'll watch that if we can watch Mr. Holland's Opus. I'd totally watch anything with Richard Dreyfuss, bro. Yeah, like anything. Me too. Uh, but yeah, what were we talking Almost. about? Oh, oh, and then you had Not the another dog- stakeout. <laughs> <laughs> then you had the dogma movement in um, in Europe. Oh. Uh, the the oh yes. yeah. So you know Lars Van Trier started yeah. the Dogma ninety five. That thing. Yeah. Oh, terrible movies. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like it's some fine. Like core stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm some with you. But some of it, like, led to really cool fucking camera work. And like, That's you know, true. one one of those DPs ended up becoming Danny Danny Boyle's uh, DP for all his shit. Oh yeah, I'm you, you watched that celebration stuff, movie. Or yeah, whatever yeah. It was, called. it was called Celebration or yeah. something like. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, like, dude, the '90s was like, for like, if we if we were born in the '70s or like late '60s, early '70s. And we did what we're doing right now. I think if we were in the 90s, we would have benefited a lot more. Our careers would be way more. We'd be farther than we are. Yeah. I yeah, agree. yeah. Because, like, we, yeah. we hit it, at, like, at least when freaking, you know, mini DV started coming out. And then everyone, and then just immediately everything got saturated. Everyone got saturated. And then that's when you went from, like, having a festival like Sundance that may get, like, three, 400 submissions max per year. To now, you know, they get like fucking thirty, forty thousand. Yeah. You know, uh, I just finished doing a film, so we're doing the festival round right now, and that's a whole different story for another day. You know how how to get around the gatekeepers because now they're the gatekeepers. You know, yeah. the festivals were set up to show that independent cinema in America can also be commercial, and here's how we can attract, you know, those top agents or whatever it is. Big name guy opens up a big name festival, brings in his LA buddies. You help out the artists in America. There you go. You have a really good ecosystem. You're always guaranteeing to have really good directors coming into the pool again. Right. It creates a market. Exactly. Nowadays, it's not that shit. Nowadays, it's <laughs> like you know, our agenda this year is to tell these stories, these stories, you know, from this minority group or these stories from this group, which is great. Like it's awesome right. to have all those voices, but the programming basically becomes that. It becomes very political. Exactly, you know. Uh, and so what? What you end up having, like what ends up happening, and what you end up having is just like lesser and lesser quality. Yes, there's more voices included, but I'm talking about just the cinematic value of what's being offered. It's just like the quality is lower most of the time. Uh, they're not as entertaining of movies, and they end up just going on a streaming platform to populate content. And you know, oh hey, look, you know, we have a film that won the Sundance, and now it's on Amazon Prime. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it doesn't really add value. It doesn't really build careers. And like in the '90s, what these guys were doing with Sundance and all are. that stuff, it made them, and it made careers. And look at look at the careers those guys made but for the, the people around them. That's not fair, man. Like movies today, like they don't even. They're not giving young people chances. They're just recycling like old shit. Yeah, yeah. Like you look at the shit that's bought from Sundance, it's yeah. all fucking famous people. Yeah. Well, it is. It's it's all famous actors that are able to say, "Look, I'm, I'm I wrote this. I'm also going to direct it." Um and so it's like by their name by itself because it becomes a commodity. You know, they look at their point system that they had like last year. They go, "Oh, cool. You know, you you generated, you know, 
18 points on a dollar, you know, so that means you can get X amount of release, whatever it is. And then they go, they freaking can get a million bucks finance. And you know what? Sometimes, like, I know a neurosurgeon here in town that, like, we're buddies' buddies and all that stuff. And he uh, put in money into the movie Jackie with Natalie Portman in it. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, dude, so, you know... (laughs) I'm tr- I'm trying to make my movie. I was like, hey, you know, hey look, man, I would like to fund movies. Yeah, exactly. I, it's like I already I already have a hundred thousand in the bank, you know. So first money's yeah. in, you know. At least yeah. like, look, you know, we have like the the lawyer, and here's my line producer who did X Y Z and all that stuff. And he's like, you know, who's starring in it? I'm not going to say the person's name, but I was like, so and so, and and he Beep. himself is now is like. Huh, I don't know if that person can bring my money back. Oh, wow. I'm like, dude, fuck you. So, anyways, <laughs> so, so, yes. So, that's what's happening nowadays. Stars are like, and those festivals are loving it because their ticket sales are, are up, you know, because any Joe Schmo can buy a ticket and their think they're going to. Their ticket sales are up, but man, like, what are they going to do when these movies are released? Like, when these movies come out, like, the last couple movies that were bought at Sundance yeah. for the last three years, like, none of them have fucking made a goddamn profit. No. Even and, that one, what's that one right now with uh, Emma Thompson? Like, every time you get on Box Office Mojo, they're promoting it. I forget what the name of it is. As many times as I've seen the fucking ad. You think I'd know the <laughs> damn name. <But laughs> well, it a... must be not a good or memorable film. Uh, what's the uh, the Indian uh, actress uh, in The Office? Oh, oh, uh, 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 Mindy Callen. Yes, it's her and Emma Thompson. Oh, okay. okay. Right? So that's fucking star power right there, yeah, man. All right? Yeah. Not doing well, well at the box office. Uh, Just saying. A film that started shooting today that's going to make a million... Millions and millions and millions of dollars a year from now, and that's Bill and Ted Three. We started rolling cameras. Today. Oh shit! Yeah. See, <laughs> how is how is that movie have trouble getting financed? Hey, they've been trying to get that movie made forever. Like what the fuck, bro? Like yeah. are you, are you kid- like you, they already know it's going to make money? Yeah, yeah. It's going to make it, fifteen guaranteed, it even if took, it's shit. It took Keanu Reeves to become like he recently had a big pop recently with all these movies he's been doing, you yeah. know. And so they're like, oh, okay, so maybe there is some money in in this. Well, what the Disney, fuck? There's always been money in Keanu carrying. Reeves. There has always been money in fucking Keanu Reeves, man. Since yeah, like he's always pretty solid, man. Yeah, well, he had, that, he had that dip kind of like after the Matrix you're, sequels. You're talking for a about while. during the Lake House era, even though I still yeah. like the movie. The hey, Lake man, House. you know what? You know what? No, no. I love all so here's movies, the thing: man. those dips, those are are, are self chosen dips, in my opinion, because he's like, I'm taking this fucking film because I'm, I'm not going to be in front of a green screen the entire time. Yeah. I, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm gonna feel like I'm actually on set. The day the Earth stood still. No. I'm yes. just gonna leave it right no. there. Hey man, he, he did a terrible one with, with Winona Ryder recently. That's on Netflix. It's fucking terrible. They they go to a wedding and they're being real pretentious and like making fun of everybody and they fall in love. Mm. Anyways, yeah. Oh dude, he he yeah, had a he had a, a extended cameo, I guess you would say, or whatever it is. I mean, it was a six minute scene in this. Um, Netflix film as well. It's a comedy. It's oh, my about wife two agents. Oh, I saw that. It's hilarious. Dude, he plays like the biggest douchebag. It was awesome. <laughs> but wait, we were talking about Reservoir Dogs and we were just like 20 minutes man, into we, just talking about we, all we can talk about Keanu Reeves. I mean, no. He's a handsome man. Oh, man, I fucking love he's me saving some Keanu, dude. Saving I know. Summer, he, he does hobo beard so well. I know, dude. Yeah. That's like my life goal. Like, I can't do it. I'll have like a terrorist beard. Look, today I haven't no, shaved in like two days. That looks good. He, he looks like nice with a beard, but you know, yeah. he looks he looks good with a rough beard or a nice yeah. trim he, beard. He, he he wears his age well. Yeah, like uh, Alex Winter's not holding up too well. Um, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that guy always kind of looked a little weird. And I really think they fucked up like, by not doing it twenty years ago when Carlin was still around to do the third one. Yeah, yeah. that stinks, man. Yeah. Sp- sp- speaking of losing people, we lost Chris Penn, man. Here, uh, yeah, well, I guess it's back. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while now. I yeah. guess. Yeah, but yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, he was good. He was actually good in this film. 
he his character really makes me like it's it's like him and Michael Madsen both of those characters the way that they're played in here uh, I really 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 feel Grand Theft Auto three and you know all the like the this like they oh, really lean super hard and, and like uh, even even the uh, the son in Grand Theft Auto five uh, like uh, the Michael's son the, is totally that dude is 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 Penn. He's kind of playing the same kind of. Wait, with the kid that's like always like uh, <laughs> getting high dad. and playing yeah, video yeah. games in his room. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I just totally feel his character out of that for some reason. <laughs> Where you can go in the room and interact with the bong and the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is that in the video game? Uh, because you can. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, this is how you do drugs. <laughs> uh, you can totally sit down and smoke weed in that game. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's so stupid. And you get real high. And it's funny when when. when when you, when you when you get high in the game, he starts thinking about his life and shit. He's like, "Man, man, maybe I should go start going back to school." And like, <laughs> it's like someone came up to them. They're like, "Wait, we're we're having people get high in a game." Okay, well, t- tell them to go to school halfway in between somewhere. Look, look, we we can get it past we can get it past the lawyers if we put this one line. Yeah, in. yeah. It's the go only time the character gets moral. <laughs> That's that, that's like oh. uh, that that uh, music video set we were on for our buddy uh, that I was that I was producing a few weeks back. The yeah. one you AC'd. Oh yeah, yeah. The the bassist for the band, like after the second performance we did with them in oh, front of about us, to the die. Big, yeah. yeah video wall. Like I go up to him, like, hey man, you okay? He's like, I should have fucking stayed in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, those they were they were rocking so hard. They were like about yeah. to have a heart attack. I know, man. Uh, uh, is, guys, it, is it trailer time? It, it, it is, is, it is, because we have time. not talked about the film at all. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna be back. But here is the trailer for Reservoir Dogs. Enjoy. Reserve Dog? What was it? Res Res Dogs. Res Dogs. (laughs) Here's the trailer for Res Dogs. Here are your names. Mr. White, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Pink. Why am I Mr. Pink? Who cares what your name is? Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're Mr. White. You have a cool-sounding name. Let's go to work. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling of something right. What happens if the manager won't give you the diamonds? Cut off one of his fingers. The little one. I'm so scared in case I fall off the chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. If they hadn't have done what I told them not to do, they'd still be alive. It's so hard to keep the smile from my face. You're acting like a first year fucking thief. I'm acting like a professional. And your family Harvey Keitel, Michael Madsen, Chris Penn, Steve Buscemi, Lawrence Tierney, and Tim Roth. They're the Reservoir Dogs. Hey, Joe, want me to shoot this guy? That was the Partridge Family's Doesn't Somebody Want to Be Wanted, followed by Edison Lighthouse's Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes, as Kay Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s Weekend just keeps on trucking. Brought up all the cooking, nerdy bought it for the time, a sister had another one, she paid it for the line, she put the lime in the cooking, now she drank 
All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Reservoir Dogs. Ramblers, let's get rambling. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. It's good. It's a callback to another movie that I can't think of the title of right now. Ramblers? Eh. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. One of our audience members would probably send something. I'm sure. I think it's a Leave, Mar- Leave Marvin uh, flick. Because they, they, they drop Leave Marvin. His You're name a, in this. You must be a fan of Lee Marvin. <laughs> That's right. Me too. <laughs> Had to look him up. <laughs> what? Are I you did, for real? I did, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Fucking Lee Marvin's straight up badass, bro. <laughs> Goddamn man's man. I, I highly recommend Point Blank. Point Break? Oh, uh, no, po- Point Blank. <laughs> I haven't point, seen Point Blank. Point That's blank. a good movie. It, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, sure. it's, a, it's a nice little... Have you ever seen uh, Payback with uh, Mel Gibson? Yes. Okay. That movie is a remake. Of that film. Okay, cool. I don't know if it's an official remake or not, but it <laughs> is a, a remake, goddamn shot-for-shot yeah. shot remake almost. Okay. Uh, up until, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie. So, like, uh, Fast and the Furious and Point Break. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah, I like so what you, you did there. <laughs> Bringing it back around all the time, Brian. <laughs> Fucking douches. <laughs> Jared's like, yes! <laughs> I knew I brought up Point Break for a reason. Oh, man, yeah. I was just feeling it. <laughs> oh, Keanu, come back to me! <laughs> All right, guys. There's a little sandwich shop around the corner that makes the best mm-hmm. meatball subs. <laughs> Give me two. Utah. Give me two. <laughs> oh, man. Where's Anthony Kiedis when you need him? Oh. And Gary Busey. Oh, Anthony Dude. Kiedis is the surfer. Him and Flea. I knew Flea was in it. I didn't know about Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's the one that gets in uh, Utah's face at the, the beach. <laughs> He's when it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and he like breaks his surfboard or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. You know he cut, he cuts the, he takes a knife and he cuts the, uh, the cable. Oh, that's what he does. That's right. He's like, go find your own beach, bitch, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, go fuck Lori Petty or something. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. Oh man, she's super cute back then. Still is. I haven't seen her lately. You know, whatever. Yeah. I'll take it. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> uh, guys, back to Reservoir Dogs. Let, let's talk about this film. Um, man, I don't. I can't even tell you how many times I have talked about the beginning of this film in film classes. It's ridiculous. You talking about the long lens uh, dolly shot around the table? Exactly. Yeah. My God, bro. You <laughs> would think that film professors have never seen a fucking dolly shot. Well, it's timed with the dialogue, Brian. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was kind of something, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, watching it now, it looked a little sloppy. And yeah. I'm going to say. Well, but, no, no, you know, it was a little different. look a little yeah. sloppy back then every, everywhere. Yeah. Watch everything. But it was it was a little bit different, too, right? Because, you know, usually you have, like, you know, your establishing shot. It'd be maybe kind of like semi-overhead at an angle to show where they are and all that stuff. And, like, with this one, it's like you kind of don't even really know where they are. No, it starts in black with dialogue and then it comes into it. And it comes into it. And, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you don't get a wide shot of the table until uh, they all leave. Well, the story's already going. You you know, we're just trying to catch up. Yeah, you can can see... (laughs) No, and that's... that's, You can see the genesis of, Mm -hmm. of him doing that. Like, you know, I mean... You remember and you see and, a lot of things yeah, in here. And and you remember when we talked about um Inglorious Bastards, how we were fucking mesmerized by the opening scene of that film. We're like, holy shit, that by itself was amazing. Like What was the opening scene? Is that the floorboards uh, thing? The floor yeah, yeah with the fuck. milk. You know, it's like, you know That's yeah. the best opening God, ever. Dude, God, I know, so I know, man. So like, I'm, I'm like just thinking about it right now, I'm getting horny, man. But anyways, it's so well. uh, yeah, dude, it's so fucking well done. <laughs> oh Tarantino, do it. Do it for me. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> hey man, yeah, with the, with the accent, he has shit. Yeah, you know, I'll go for him. That's smart. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the you, German you, does see, it for you me. You, you can see it in this one, man. It's 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 kind of you know it's kind of awesome. Like dialogue is like oh. fucking really cool. It's like oh yeah, yeah let, me, let me tell you about you know uh, uh, like a version, <laughs> and he's like it's about dicks, dick, 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 and he's like how, how many, many dicks, dicks is, is that? that? A lot, a lot of dicks. <laughs> he's like what I'm trying to say is that girl has been laid before. I mean he's. Yeah. Using way more vulgar language than I'm using right now. He's like that pussy has been wrecked. <laughs> Let me tell you what, it, it has been destroyed, and now she's getting a penis that's so goddamn gigantic that when she gets it, it's like being fucked for the first time. I believe that's it's what he says. That is pretty much exactly what he said. What do you think about um, Tarantino as an actor? Oh. I love him in this one. I just hate his soul patch. Okay, I take back my what I said earlier about the acting. Uh, he is definitely <laughs> the weakest down. link. Yeah, the weakest link. I, I think he does a better job than uh, M. Night does uh, in his cameos. Oh, way better. You know, yeah, so way he, better. He doesn't stand out as much Calm as, down. A, Let's as, not say as, way as a sore thumb. Way better. But I think there's like every anytime you see Quentin Tarantino on the screen, he kind of has this like look, kind of like he's he's in on the joke, you know, that he's there. And I, th- I think he's just like re- relishing in everybody around him saying his dialogue. He's like just on screen, just like, oh, you know, just coming. Hey, he's just like, I'm sitting here. This is so I'm talking cool. to Harvey Keitel and Michael Batson. <laughs> who's they're, who's they're saying, saying my, my dialogue. Lines. Yeah, to oh my me. God, they're saying my dialogue. And now I give them a dialogue. I, I give them a liner. Dude, that must be a hard on, actually. Oh, I dude, mean, like, can dude, you I, imagine? I, I do. I, I can't imagine. I actually do do that for a living. For the, you know, for the rest of us. I can't Brian, imagine. can you imagine? <laughs> We're not called the movie crew for no reason. <laughs> A, a, a Brian Connemogen. Brian actually directed a film called Night. It's a it's a nice little um, horror film. You can watch it online, actually. I don't know why anyone would want to direct. That's all I'm going to say about that experience. I'm doing uh, a little bit. It's not bad. It's we're, fun, man. We're all uh, attention whores, bro. Oh, That's, man. Yeah. I, I did not. Yeah. I don't think not, he not the most enjoyable experience. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, in all fairness, we had a shit ton of prosthetic work and blood and... It directors just fuck. get like shit on, bro. It's like if anything fucks up, oh, it's your fault. You fucked up. Yeah. You fucked it up, bro. The focus was soft. Like, you oh, really man. fucked up there, Brian. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, why didn't you see that, man? God, dude. God, were, were, you, were you not watching the monitor? You see all this money? You know, God, your damn. fucking job is to watch the monitor, dude. Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. <laughs> it's just like every fucking thing, man. Yeah. Oh, no, who wants that? Fuck the, that. The bro. people who work the hardest on the set of the actors. I mean, really. <laughs> Hey man, you know what? In some instances, yeah. Listen to him. As Wait, a what? Listen to him. No, no, no. no. Listen to no, him. In some instances, in some instances, yeah. There, there's some dude. Are you gonna fucking put a harness on and climb fucking ninety stories in Dubai and just fucking do your own stunt? Well, that's Tom Cruise, yeah, bro. What, He's crazy. Yeah, but what, I mean, like, fuck, dude. No, I mean, that, come on. That's, that's the power of Scientology, bro. You can't be hurt. <laughs> the power of Scientology. He has a force you. field that, 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 that Zenu has put around him. He has to pray every morning, and he has to piss out seven gallons of blood in a month to be able to give as as a sacrifice to the Lord Zenu. So he, so, he, so he continues to have this force field around him so he can't get hurt. Are and we, he doesn't really age. Hold up. So I'm not ignorant? Are you making this up? Or is oh, this yeah. Like, totally like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? That like, is dude. definitely not Scientology. Well, I was selling it though, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, like, bro. I don't know. I may have to get hurt after God damn it. Actually, it's not that fucking hard. Hit it your, is hit, hard, hit, man. Hit your fucking mark and say your line. Oh, dude. Don't get in my No, no. Come on. Come on. You know, move with the camera. No, you've been on set before. 
you've been on set before yeah, where you a, had a, a you know a real like actor. a yeah. real actor yeah, and yeah, you're totally. like man makes my life fucking easy oh no that's right you're a like, professional yeah who, who, who know who understands continuity and yeah. like who's actually already created the character before they show yeah, up exactly who, who actually wants to come out and do real work yeah, yeah it's amazing and dude that's not easy sometimes no, because it's not. here's the thing they're doing prep that you and i are not aware of you know they're like especially those fucking method actors it's a mental game dude it is you know like I know, I know this one actress. And I think she's method acting is ridiculous. But when she wants to, when she wants to cry, for example, she has to go to like this. Uh, you know, I I know a story because she shared it with me. I'm not going to share it in public, but it's it's a fucking gruesome story of something that happened to her. And Since she, recall, so she, so she jumps into it. Yeah, so she has to go into that for her to like come out and like be right. in that mood of like you know vulnerable and like crying and all that stuff. And dude, I mean, like that shit. For like seven, eight days after that, she's not the same person. It's right. like PTSD. Like she has to go fucking see. You know, wow. see, hey, uh, uh, look up. Okay, all right. Uh, don't don't blink. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, here we go. I drop. I drop. I drop. Okay, and hey, action. action. <laughs> you know, I've I've had sex with a few girls that oh, I have to like crying. put myself in a different place to you know just to. <laughs> oh damn! Just to make it happen, you know. So wow, I, I'm saying I, I understand the actor's plight. <laughs> damn, dude, why are you gonna take it there? <laughs> <laughs> Actors, if you're not suicidal yet, we'll drive you there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, like Enterprise, we'll pick you up. I, I, I wonder. I wonder what our female uh, listenership ratio is on this podcast. It's, I, it's I probably think like it's probably four percent. It, no, it has to be thirteen or, or less. It depends it's, it's on the episode. Percent, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, some episodes. Uh, you know, is, uh, is is Reservoir Dogs a, a a movie that that women like to watch? Some. Yeah. I I know a couple of women friend of mine that love the fuck out of it. I think that may be more of a uh, Tarantino love. I, 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 I mean, if you like Tarantino, you're going to like Tarantino. this movie. Yeah. 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 You know? So what, what did you guys think about, um, all right, like what's Tarantino-ism for you in this film that you know you saw like the genesis of? Well, man, I, I, going back to the first scene of the movie, man, yeah. I think that there's just a bunch of stuff there, the pop culture, meta humor. Yeah. I mean, just talking about Madonna. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a running thing that he started – Kind of in the 90s. Like, this thing kind of blew the fuck up. Like, Kevin yeah. Williamson really ran with it for Scream. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith. I mean, fuck, dude. Two years later, was yep. Clerks came out in 94? 94. 94, yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, he kind of got the ball rolling on that. He did. He did. And, uh, you know, the his uh, soundtrack choices and stuff like that, you know. Uh, well, I would say he's, he's borrowing that idea from uh, Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, of course. He borrows from a ton of people. But, like, you know, it's... His it's, comedic violence stands out, you know. He yeah. Kinda, he, he, he portrays violence in a different way. You know, it's very him. Yeah, and, you know, like, that's that was the, the big news behind this film is, like, you know... The guy is cutting the other guy's ear, and it's like he has no remorse, and it's like right. you know, it's like you know, now, violence just hit. That is the level. one thing I thought that was different about this film over all of Tarantino's other movies. The violence in this one was kind of serious and hard hitting. Yeah, yeah. And in everything it's, it's else, it's kind of comedy. You know, well, even Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he didn't have as much money. <laughs> but I mean, like when Tim Roth is in the back seat, the back seat of the car yeah, and even when he gets brought into the warehouse and he's yeah. like he's asking Harvey Keitel at one moment he's like dude yeah, just, hold just hold me. me yeah yeah and it's like yeah, damn those, um, fuck that's vulnerable those yeah. blocking scenes when, when, when he cradles him and even at the end uh, I thought was very interesting I was, I was thinking about you know if I were to like direct this or have to like frame this up like you know how do you get your actors to I mean, basically, it, it's an awkward movement that they do. That you, they they kind of land yeah. in these like beats, but it works and yeah. it plays. He put him on that ramp, and that was smart. 
The ramp is interesting, yeah. Because I no, was thinking that, you know... Well, it, it that... gives you a layout of the room. As, right. a, as an audience member with those wides, you're like, okay, so if someone moves, my so, you know, right now my constant would be because we're going from room to room and then we're going from scene to scene. We got to talk about that, you know, the, the uh, nonlinear um, storyline cutting. Um, so, yeah. like, how do you orient your audience back into the right. scene? It's like you always look for Tim Roth's body. You know? Right, which wasn't really good for him to be on that ramp because the blood is running down. You know, from his, <laughs> he's kind of on the <laughs> incline there. It's not, <laughs> but it's great. For it's, the oh, no, it looks good. No, it's great. Yeah, it's and great. you know, I love also like how he lets shit breathe. Like you know, these one shots he does, oh, man, the yeah, handheld one shots. You know, going yeah. like behind Michael Madsen. Uh, that is the sound of wine that you're hearing there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I cut that out. <laughs> and I didn't even get offered some. Um, you want some wine, bro? Do you, do you want some wine? You got to go get a glass, bro. You got three boxes. I'm, uh, I'm drinking some water right now. Well, when you finish I your water. turn that into wine. <laughs> Real easy. Let me see that box. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pour some wine into that water. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. But, yeah, no, those are, like, cool, man. Yeah, like, and, you know, even the, the where he's... Uh, where you know he's cradling him on the ramp when he first puts him down. Right. That whole scene is done in two shots. There's the side um, twofer, and then there's the over the shoulder into Tim Roth's character, and that's it. Like the whole time you're going from here to here, and it's just like it's like fuck, it's brilliant. Yeah. Because it's like at that point, as a director, you're not worried about having 15 fucking takes or I mean, sorry, 15 fucking different angles to try to capture this scene. What you're doing is you're getting a ton more time to do performance with each actor, uh, you know, and it's like sometimes that's better as a filmmaker. You should do that. I also don't think they had enough film to shoot with so many different angles on <laughs> oh, this stuff. Yeah, no, probably not. No, not at all. <laughs> they had to be uh, they had to be choosy. I know the cinematographer was like requesting like, hey, look, can we do another shot here? Can we do a wide here? And Tarantino wouldn't let him. You know, he just kept saying, like, no, 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 no. It's like, fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. And, like, he kept fighting to do camera movements. Like, he was like, no, man, like, if, if the camera moves, you know, then the audience is aware of the camera. And that means I did a bad job. I thought that was... It's counterintuitive. I mean, like, yeah. It's really weird for a cinematographer. To, I mean, I understand that point of but, view. But think that, you know, at the time and, and the style. You know, people have different yeah. styles and what they want to do. That's and also, very true. like, you know, man. Yeah, he's like Tarantino. Never directed a film before. Right. What does he know? I've shot well, a million movies. They're <laughs> both first-timers. I mean, you got yeah. a first-time DP and a yeah. first-time uh, director. They're both pretty damn good. No, but that DP has yeah, shot a lot more than Tarantino has directed at that point. I don't know. I think this was... He, I think he only did, like, two other, like, little things. No, but he's probably shot a ton of commercials at that. Like, no one would have put $1.2 million in the hands of a DP if, like, unless it's a fucking porno or a B film. You know, like, that's it. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You know? Uh, not not with film. <laughs> not when out of the 1.2 budget, you know, probably Most 380 or 400 was just film. Yeah. It's just, like, nope. Just over there just burning money. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck is this overexposed? Oh, you know. First time DP, ha <laughs> ha Well, you know the batteries in my light meter weren't working that day, and I just decided to stick it on four and leave it. I think I, it'll be all right. I, I love, I love how this guy all of a sudden is from like Southern Alabama. <laughs> I, I forget where he's from. Right. He's definitely uh, he's, no, he's got he's, a foreign accent. Like, yeah, it's like a Polish uh, name. He's got a Polish last. I was name. gonna say Pol- Poland or Russia. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. That's what people got. in Poland sound like. Yeah, well, you know, good DP. Good DP. <laughs> he, 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 he went on. He did some good stuff. Yeah, he did. He did Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he did for Tarantino. That was his yeah. last collaboration with him. So yeah, you know, they they did do good stuff. Yeah, and then oh, um, uh, editing Sally. First Sally Mickey. Sally Mickey. Yeah. yeah, she did. Rest in peace. Yeah, she passed away. Sad about that. She was fucking amazing. 
But she did all of uh, all what every single one of Tarantino's movies up until Inglorious Bastards. I think was right. her last one. Yeah, and then she passed away. Yeah, she I, was. Uh, she was halfway feeling Django, I'm, man. Yeah, she was kind of cutting a little bit into Django, and then yeah, she passed away. Yeah, and Django needs some editing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, Sally would have fixed that film, and she would have made it like I, I, so much better. Yeah, like I mean, like seriously, so much better. Dude, I don't think Tarantino would be where he is right now. Out of everyone in the world, like, I'm going to be honest with you, Sally's the one that probably had the most credit for his success. Oh, totally. And I'm I'm putting that above the financiers who gave him money for his first film. I'm putting that against Harvey Weinstein and, you know, Miramax and Weinstein Company. Sally is, like, the single-handed, like only reason that guy got to where he is well, it's, you know it's just like george lucas uh with uh, star wars the uh, you know that movie was made in the editing yeah yeah the way he it's wanted it done wife, man. Marcia, yeah like dude. yeah dude, if, if it wasn't for her then that movie would we would have never ever heard of that movie yeah i'm dude shit fuck she invented how you cut blockbusters yeah yeah that, that's crazy i mean so. like you think about what like uh like thelma schumacher and um Martin you know, Scorsese, like, you know, this there, great collaboration. There's some correlation there. And then, you know, Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, um, you know. Oh, I forget that lady's name. Sue something. Yeah, his wife, right? George Miller's wife, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, damn, maybe some of the best fucking editors are women. Are women. Yeah. yeah, Brian, quit your job. Hey, hey, Come on. We got <laughs> we got Walter Merch, all right? Stuart uh, yeah. Bear, right? Yeah. We got know? Michael Kahn. Yeah. That, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, you know. What's up? Oh, we, we, we got Lee Smith. Yeah. Nolan's editor. Man, he does a great job. <laughs> Speaking of editing, we got to talk about this movie being out of sequence. And also, I guess, title cards, mm-hmm. which are all Tarantino staples. He uses title cards. Um, he doesn't use chapters like he does for Pulp Fiction and some of his other movies. I think Inglorious Bastards has chapter headings as well. Right. This one's broken up. Uh, I think you get Mr. Mr. White, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Orange. Yeah. Um, but Mr. Orange section I found to be really weird. Why? I know Tarantino doesn't like people calling him flashbacks because he's like, no fucking flashbacks are when a character is thinking about something and you see what they're thinking and that's and you're going back and that's a flashback and right. that's bullshit, bro. If you're going back in time, <laughs> that's we're flashing back, okay? Right. But whatever, okay. That that argument aside, Miss, Mr. Orange's flashback it starts with him. You, you figure out he's a cop, right? And then he has the story that he tells about buying marijuana and how this goes really right. bad and he runs into some cops and as he's telling the story we start flashing to different locations where he's practicing it by himself then right. he's actually in front of people and then we actually go into his imaginary made the fuck up story <laughs> we experience it firsthand we even slow down fucking time right he, yeah. we almost kind of break the fourth wall where the time stops, and we see him still telling his story, and the cops are like sitting there looking yeah. at him in this bathroom. We dolly around, dude. This is fucking insane. This is like novel translated mm-hmm. to film. I don't know. If we talked about that in *Inglorious yeah. Bastards*, but that's what Tarantino's biggest strength is, I think. But I mean, dude, this just breaks out. This is something that's fucking insane at the time. Yeah, like even after seeing *Pulp Fiction*, right? Seeing this, it's just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. No, it's great though. It's you, one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh yeah, it's but, because but it's so, short. so unique. Yeah. yeah, and all that information you get. Yeah, it, it's it's really original, very creative. Yeah, I mean, I and I know you know, I I know it's been done before, whatever it is, but no one took it to the extent he took it to right. 
up until that point, you know? We started yeah. seeing other films coming that way or whatever it is. But, yeah, I mean, like, no one... The way he did it on this one was awesome because, like, I need, I did not need a lot of juxtaposition on XYZ. He does it quickly within, like, 30 seconds between this person and that person, you know? Right. Just, like, it just moves, and it moves, and it moves, and it's fun. And for a fucking indie film, for a first-time director, like, that's almost unheard of. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, Doug Lerman fucking looked at this scene a bunch dude <laughs> and fucking studied the shit out of it i'm telling you man like he just he he took this and really ran with it when he right. did uh what was that movie uh with katie H- go oh yeah i forgot about that dude yes i mean he was definitely channeling some tarantino in that one hmm. but I, fuck who the fuck wasn't in the 90s right oh my god i know every fucking film became that natural born killers like yep. ev- everything just everyone wanted to fucking be a tarantino movie oh tarantino wrote I know, yeah, I know, but like the best directors were like, you know what, let's just buy some of his scripts, and we'll try to make it that way, and it's like, none of them are as good, like, I want to see Tarantino do National Born Killers, and I want to see him do, uh, what's the other one? Um, True Romance. True Romance. It'd be interesting to see him direct both of those. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, a lot better films. What Oliver Stone did with fucking Natural Born Killers is so goddamn insane. Yeah, all all the different different formats and all the just crazy uh, weird shit. Man, that whole fucking scene with the car and turns black and white and I don't know. It's just... uh, I, I did not like that film that Balls-ass crazy. Yeah, it is. You gotta take an acid to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's that's yeah. an experience, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to ever deprive that of my for myself, man. <laughs> well, we're talking about all these scenes in the what? What's the most memorable scene for you in this film? Like, what's what's your favorite part of the film? Probably Mr. Orange's story, but if it, you know, yeah. if I had to pick another one, it's probably the ear scene. Yeah, the ear scene was awesome. Yeah, that's so memorable, man. Yeah, when Michael Madsen just gets those bullet holes. Like just out of nowhere in his body, and it's yeah. just like, what the? Oh, fuck? yeah, it's such a great moment, dude. Yeah. And you turn around and you're like, oh, he? Why did you shoot him? And, and then they, he keeps he keeps clicking the gun. And you're oh like, no, I love what that. What are you doing, man? He's dude, he's dead. It. He's just. And keeps, then the camera like comes around and he's falling down. Yeah. It's so it's such a great moment. And he's like, there's even like, I I think uh, do you even see like the he's trying to bring the gun up? Yeah. And he's just like, Ugh. and he just finally croaks. Mr. Blonde does. Yeah, that is so it's amazing. So good. Psycho, psychopath. Man, I, I mean, dude, that, that scene, that whole, like... Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? <laughs> or are you going to bite? Are you going to bite? <laughs> Fucking great one-liners in this one, too. They hadn't done what I told them not to do, <laughs> and they'd still be alive. <laughs> well, okay, all right, okay. Man, 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 point to point. Good, good enough excuse. Yeah, good enough excuse. Fuck, bro, I could quote this movie all goddamn day long. <sighs> Dialogue's good. Dialogue's really good. That's the, other, that's the other thing, too. I think that's what made this film like, oh, shit, this is something different new. Dialogue is so witty and like oh, yeah. fast and, like, you know, well, well-placed, you know, and it's not just there. It's like, hi, Tom. Hi, John. What's up? You know? It's like there's none of that shit. Are we going to steal some diamonds or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do a shitty job of that. So what's your favorite scene? Uh, pretty much that one. Yeah. Jared? I actually like the uh, Tim Roth freaking out in the inside the car with all oh, the, the blood. the and, opening, and, yeah. Yeah, with, and, like, Absolutely. you know, and... uh He's like, are you a fucking doctor? Are you? He's like, are you a fucking doctor? He's like, no. He's like, then what makes you think you're qualified to make this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he holds his hand and he sings yeah. that line. Yeah. You're gonna be you're okay. Gonna be okay. <laughs> you're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, man, that's such a great scene. Yeah, dude. It, yeah, yeah. very honest. Yeah, very, yeah. very honest. That's that scene. Um, that's that camera move where the DP was like, I don't know if we should do it. When they bounce in the very beginning, they bounce back and forth between, um, yeah. yeah, Tim Roth and. Harvey See, Keitel. And, uh, while I was watching that scene, um, 
I said, they're thinking, damn, I, I would, I would punch in here. I was thinking that I, I would punch in right here to try to get something tighter, but then they play it wide in those two kind of uh, medium wide ish shots. And then when they cut back to it later uh, in, in the movie, they're tight. So it, it's nice. It kind of separates itself. Well, they, they cut into tights during that scene. It's, um, it's, it's, it's one shot. It bounces back and forth with them. And then from then on, it cuts into profile. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like kind tight. Of, yeah. They're not yeah. super tight. They're not yeah. like close up, close yeah, up, right. but yeah, it cuts back and forth yeah. from there on out, which is weird. I don't know. Why they kept the movement in the beginning and then decided to stop it? And it, it was yeah, yeah. It just, it just cuts back and forth from there. Well, the the movement in the beginning was almost the one shot that thirty forty seconds where it was going back and forth. So he probably just performance was like extraordinary on that take. They're like just do that one and then cut to the other ones. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have to go back and and look at that and yeah. see if there's like a moment in the dialogue where maybe Harvey Keitel is is flipping the situation and that's why they stopped it. Because you know Tarantino is really good about his camera moves call out situations in the movie like even the beginning uh, scene where they're all sitting around and they're talking about their uh, Madonna yeah. and shit right well there's there's a sequence that interrupts the Madonna conversation where Harvey Keitel takes uh, Joe, uh, the, the, the Joe character yeah. Yeah, he yeah, takes his book. notebook yeah right and the dolly shots stop at and that then, point. Then it's like a, a, a medium, like almost a wide, where you actually see the first time, like where everyone's kind of seated. Yeah, right. yeah. And you, it, it's kind of nice when you go back and rewatch the film because it's you know you know Mister Blonde who Joe tells, "Hey, kill this guy, right? <laughs> or shoot this guy." <laughs> you know that that's going to be a confrontation that's going to get set up for the whole rest of the movie. Right. You know, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. The little things like that. Yeah. Nice I, details. I, I picked up on a lot more of the of the details now that I'm like older uh, on the last viewing I've, I've seen this film maybe 15 16 times but wow. yeah yeah dude I'm a, I'm a big Tarantino fan man Mil- Milos Forman uh, Tarantino Martin Scorsese man most of all their films I've seen it's up there I've, I, I think I've seen fucking Taxi Driver fucking 20 30 times you know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the best part of that fucking movie is, uh, you know, and we're talking about Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese and how you know he takes some of that stuff. You know that one that one shot where it's going between bit behind uh, Robert De Niro when he's about to shoot the guy, and there's the red wall, and there's just one light bulb in the hallway. And after he shoots him, he kind of goes sideways, and the camera comes right next to him, basically, and you can just it's like. On the left side of the frame, you just see stairs, and you just see the abyss, and then on the right side, you just saw a guy that just killed a man, and that guy's fucking, like, the, the way the blood spurted out, that yeah. was, like, one of the first times I saw it, I was like, holy shit, like, <laughs> how do they do that? And then, like, you know, you watch Tarantino stuff with, it's with the blood or whatever, it's, yeah, and it's, it's kind of like that, but at the same time, it's, there is some realism behind it, to, to right. where it does still make you cringe a little bit, you Oh, know? yeah, totally. So it's like, you know... With this one, it's the same thing, you know, like with the with shooting the cops through the uh, windows, um, the, that part where they oh, like, yeah. they, when when like uh, Robocop shit, yeah, he like <laughs> yeah he like you know he, he like double fisted shot them and all that stuff. You still kind of go like, oh fuck, man, they kind of gave us a glimpse of what those cops look like, and now I feel bad for them yeah. as opposed to like. Well, they said they say that line. He's like, "Would you kill any real people?" <laughs> like they're yeah. talking about he's he's just like, just oh, cops. Yeah. That was great, man. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that is crazy." Well, there's even that moment where, like, right, uh, I'll take some wine now. Not not a whole lot, just a little. Just a scotch. That's that's great. That that's pl- oh shit. That's Seven plenty, fingers, please. Plenty, plenty, plenty. There's even that moment where the uh, the cop that's uh, tied up, where he's like, I, "I got a kid." Michael Madsen doesn't even stop no, that yeah. fucking match, he's like, Are you bro. Done? 
Are you done? It's like, damn, man, that is fucking cold. Yeah, man. Didn't yep. even give a shit. Um, guys, I think the biggest thing that we have to talk about is the biggest argument that I usually have about the film. And that is, what happens exactly at the end? Now, we know Tim Roth. He tells Harvey Keitel's character, hey, I'm an undercover cop. He puts the gun up to his head. The camera dollies in, right? He's cut out. There is one gunshot. Harvey Keitel does not go down. And then it's preceded by a bunch of other gunshots. And then Harvey Keitel falls out of the frame. Well, obviously he shoots him in the head. But here's the problem with shooting him in the head. He's got his hand wrapped around his head. So he he also shot himself in the arm. I hate that. He, maybe he moved it. When he oh, was, shit. you know, he, he he moved the gun, <laughs> and he was like, you know, I'm gonna do. That's more the thing. Of a, when somebody puts somebody in a headlock and they put the gun to their head, that's the dumbest shit, man. Because as soon as you pull that trigger, it's gonna go right into your elbow, and and like, as this, and then you're, then what are you gonna do? You're gonna, well, you're gonna he, he, run he, from with him. He died anyway, dude. Oh yeah, he's dead as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So so wait. wait. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, Jared, you're confusing me now. Because are you saying, dude? Saying, I, I've no, had a, a, yeah. several people that tell me that, like, oh no, he didn't shoot Tim Roth. They just went in there and they shot him. Tim Roth's alive. And I'm like, no, no, they killed each other. Yeah. Like, no, no. He's, he's talking about after that. He's talking about when he goes over and he he picks Tim Roth up off off the the very last shot of the movie. And he's like, he's like, I'm a I'm a cop. And then he and he pulls the gun out, puts it to his head, and he's like. He does that right there, and then he like pulls the trigger on him. Like you know, it's, it's off frame, but you hear him pull the trigger, and then the cops like mow him down. Yeah. Okay. So, see, so, that's yeah. exactly how I always. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. So it, what's what the argument that you get? Yeah. That people oh, will say, "Oh no, no." Everyone, uh, <laughs> well, most of the people, not everybody, but most people say that what ended up happening is that you know the cops come in and they just shoot Harvey Keitel. And they're gonna, you know, get just like Tim Roth's character, back. yeah, yeah, just Mr. like Orange the end of the Green Mile, the, the mouse was dying, and people say that he didn't, but he, he was. No, the mouse was dying in the, in the yeah, Green the exactly. Green Mile, and that's when you go like, oh, well, maybe actually it is not that he's gonna live right forever. forever. Yeah. yeah, it's just you know he's gonna outlive everyone right. and then die. Exactly. Yeah. That's his punishment. I don't know about that. I don't know I about Brian's that. Brian's on the other side of the fence on that one. That's why I brought it up. There's nothing. There's nothing in the Green Mile. Well, well, there's, that says, there's nothing in this one that says that, that that they you know that those all shots weren't. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's all about right. perception. Yeah. Or then you know the cops went in there and that's why I said it. I have this is the <laughs> biggest <laughs> argument, Jared. Yeah. I have with I was trying to make you an argument. Yeah. What, what's 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 the biggest uh, flaw you think this film has? Oh man. Uh... All right, look, you asked me, so I don't want to get emails, all right? I don't want to, you know. Yeah, we so, do. We want emails. <laughs> we want lots of emails. Not hateful emails. It's sure, me send out. them on. I'll read them. <laughs> just, just, put, just put them to Jared's attention. He'll read, you know what? The, the, mean, the meanest letter, he will do it. Uh, like, he, he will read no, it on, in Quentin Tarantino's. I heard you were a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'll actually record it. Yeah, and you'll record it in Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> yeah. voice. Yeah. I have to work on that, but yeah. I'll do it. Oh, you'll you'll get it. I can do it. Yeah. I, I think the biggest problem for me is that I don't quite have I don't have enough scenes, man, to really understand why Harvey Keitel is so willing to help Mr. Orange in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't really understand why Mr. Orange tells him he's a cop really at the end. I mean, I get it, but I would like some more scenes, or you know, like no, I, 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 I want agree, some more I agree with you. relationship there. I, I agree with you because like Harvey Keitel's character totally comes off as just like a fatherly, loving figure all of right. a sudden. You know, yeah, and it's, it's just like, like he's never seen a motherfucker get shot before. You know <laughs> what yeah. I mean? 
And it's like, you just told us you killed all these people. And it's like, you know, you've never met this guy, right? You know, and these are all strangers, supposedly, and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, they, they, they've never actually explained it. And that's actually, to me, that was the weakest part of all of it. It's like, fuck, I don't understand why he cares so much about maybe uh, Mr. Orange, him. you know? Maybe he was there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I needed <laughs> that scene, dude, where yeah. he like confessed I mean, his love or something. Or Tim like, Roth is looking pretty cute in this movie. I, I mean, don't know, like, dude. Just give me a close up of them holding hands or something. Then you know, like fuck, bro. Just give me did. something. When he was in, when uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was in the thing. He reached up and grabbed his hand. Oh uh, yeah. His hand. Well, no, not that. was too emotional. I need love. And he's like, you're gonna well, be so Well, you know, when when he when he put him when he put him and when he placed him down on the ramp, he was he he went in for his belt and he did. He started he started unbuttoning his belt. He's like, man, he's like, you you see, let me take, take care of this for you real quick before you die. Well, I, look, I, I needed the shot to continue to where he undid the zipper. It was, it was edgy, dude. This is like 93, bro. Or 92. 91 shot. Look, 92 the, the crying was... game's not too far away, man. Okay? I'm just saying, was, that's a little too early. That was all implied. He was yeah. in love with him. So what about yours, know. man? What's what's your biggest... Uh... Oh, I said I love, I love the dying scene. No, no. no. What's, uh, what's your, do you have a nitpick? Yeah. Oh, what's my biggest nitpick? Yeah. yeah. The pace at the beginning. Like I said, what the fuck is wrong with the pace in the beginning? I don't man? know, man. It's it, it slow to me. Like where, where <laughs> like, like the diner what? scene, the car scene. No, it's all the stuff where you're getting all the uh, like uh, in the warehouse. Yeah, Mr. White stuff. Oh, so so okay, all so, his backstory stuff. So uh, no, so so all the really, stuff in the office. It's it's the it's the it's the middle to end half. Uh, sorry, it's the middle to the end of the first act that you yeah. have an issue with. Yeah, so you're okay with the beginning of oh, first beginning's act. Fine, yeah. You're okay with second second yeah, it's, act it's, and third it's act. It's moving just into that. like I said. Like I said, it feels like it slows down up into the point for yeah. the ear, and so then like, after that, it boom, it takes off. And so we're, yeah, you're, we're you're, like you're talking about like page. You're, you're talking about your nitpick is like page fifteen, probably in the script about thirty one, thirty two, like totally. that fifteen, sixteen minutes. The, I, I know we need all that exposition so we can get uh, yeah. Mr. White's like, uh, or sorry, it's Mr. It's not Mr. White. It's um, the crazy fucker, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blonde. Mr. Mr. Blonde's backstory. Michael Madsen from Free Willy. Yeah, dude, dad, the dad in Free Willy. What a badass! Uh, making that making that Free Willy mm-hmm. money, <laughs> dude. Michael Madsen. Michael he's Madsen also he's really good in Sin City. He's a total badass, man. Michael Madsen is one of those fucking awesome actors. It's who sad. the fuck is he in Sin City? He's in Sin City. Look him up. I don't know. Yeah, well, he, he's the. Who, are we talking about the he? futuristic film Sin City? The where the, they all live like in a. Oh, that's right. He's Bruce Willis's partner. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. Okay. I, I can yeah. see. I can see oh, him in, in my head. I don't know that. I don't know the character. Yeah. What okay. Fucking, wait, wait. What's this fucking no. movie? Sin City. Fucking uh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. It's a black and white. Oh, the Frank Miller movie. That's yeah. Sin City. Sorry, I I just watched a sci-fi film the other day. It, it, never mind. <laughs> it, it just whatever. Yeah, I don't know why I'm thinking about that. But anyways, and he, and he's, well, he's like, he's, I need to go to this. And he's place. iconic. Yeah. Kill Bill. He's the guy in the in the trailer. And yeah. Kill Bill. Yeah, Michael yeah. Madsen. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's in both the first and the second one. I'm yeah, saying, he's, well, he's, he's, he's like barely in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> he's in, he's in a black and white flashback. Yeah, but you know he's still in it. It's not a flashback. <laughs> That's right. It's, not. <laughs> it's an out of order close up. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, get the fuck I out of my face! Dick. You just bullshit. <laughs> fuck you, man. You gotta uh, my idea. All those foot shots <laughs> were substantial. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna run uh, Uma Thurman's uh, face into a tree. Fuck. Her. Oh man, have you seen those videos? <laughs> oh wait, the car crash. Uh, the car, yeah. Of the car thing where she's like, you know, I have not like, seen it. Oh, you that. haven't? Oh, oh you yeah, gotta you watch should, it. I just, watch it, yeah. I just heard the story. You need to watch them. I don't know. It they, seems pretty scary. Yeah. You're gonna hey, be okay. Look, honey, I know you. Honey, I know you're pretty. Get, get her out of there. No, no, you he make your money. In, with you your hear face. him talking. Like he comes in, he's like, he's like, let's get her out of there. You know, like you know. Yeah, because he fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad call. 
It happens. Yeah, he admitted it. Yeah. What are you he's the do? one that went and found her the tapes and got him scanned. What are you going to do? Better to do better to do that than get, you know, you know. Yeah, suits. exactly. That's right. Because we need Kill Bill Volume 3, which oh is Oh my god, that'd be amazing. You think that's going to be the that. 10th Quentin Tarantino film? Bill's already hung himself in in, in, in in a closet somewhere. No, it's so the the daughter uh Black Mamba's daughter. No, uh not Black Mamba's daughter. Um I don't freaking know. Vi- Vivica A. Fox's daughter yeah. in the first one. I can't remember her character's name right now. She would come back and kill Uma Thurman's character, the bride. Yeah. That's what the third okay. one So it wouldn't be called Kill Bill. It would be. Well, that's what it's tentatively co- titled right now. Really? It's Kill Bill Volume 3, yeah. <laughs> so I'm that, sure they'll come that, up with that would If that was his 10th film, that'd be awesome. Yeah, when, when the script leaks on the internet, I'll read it and see. Yeah. Then he'll come out and threaten not to make it. That, yeah, and then and turn still around make and make it, it. still make it, yeah. Put, put, release Dude, it on Netflix. No, but that, that, no, that guy <laughs> is taking a book Ooh. from uh, Christopher Nolan's fucking page on that. Like, on that, on hey. that uh, first, uh, uh, you know, Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. He kind of did the same thing that uh, Christopher Nolan does with his scripts. Oh, yeah. We are going to uh, review uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. That's going to be the last film in this series. Guys, what are we doing in between here? I thought the next one was uh, Pulp Fiction. All right. And then, and then Jackie Brown. And then... All right. You're going well, to do them all in order? Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know... We need, we need, that way we can talk about progression. Okay. Sure. All right. All yeah. right. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Come here. I'm ready to talk about what's Zed. Uh, who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed is dead. Man, I had to explain that line to so many women lately. What is, what is that from? That's from Pulp Fiction, bro. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. Wait, what? I know. That's why we're excited to watch it next week, right? Holy shit, know, Brian. Bring okay, up the so game. Dude, I am going to be talking a lot more next week dude, than awesome. I do right now. Are you now. serious? You've never seen Pulp Fiction? Never. You, so you don't know anything about Marcellus Wallace? I, I've, I've, I've seen those scenes and I've heard them referenced. Okay, but, you, you, but you've never no, seen I've them in context like, of the film. It, no. Well, Holy Reservoir shit. Dogs right now uh, is sitting at number 79 on IMDb's. Oh shit! Top two fifty list. No nice. oh, shit, really. I think Pulp Fiction's in the top ten. Holy shit! Just a yeah. I think. Let me let me Let's double see. check on that. Yeah. Where does Pulp Fiction fall on the IMDb's top two fifty? It's number eight. Wow. Nice. What's number one? Oh, Shawshank. Come on. <laughs> Shaw- <laughs> oh, well, excuse the fuck out of me. Shawshank. Shawshank, Godfather, Godfather five, yeah. Part Two, uh, hey. The Dark Knight, Twelve Angry Men. Oh wow, The Dark Knight dropped down to four. Schindler's List at number six. Uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King at number seven, and Pulp Fiction at number eight. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly number nine, and Fight Club number ten. Wow, pretty solid. I love Fight Club. Is uh, made that list. I feel like that's mostly people of our generation yeah. that have voted. It's voted. <laughs> people actually use the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh hey, I, I like all those movies as well. Right. Those are yeah. good movies. That's a good list. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, guys. Let's get to the rating here. Gentlemen, what are you giving this? Waheed. Oh, fuck. Why did I have Ooh. to go first? I've been looking at Jared. I'm like, uh, let Jared go first. Jared usually goes first. Jared, you go first. I give it a six. Mm-hmm. No, it's not true. I give it a ten. It's a great movie. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Wow. We like, went from a six to a ten. I was like expecting right, okay. going so, in between. Like, no, you're like, damn, really? A six? I was like, okay, well, all right. It's a little slow in the beginning. He said that, but uh, <laughs> damn, man. No, man, you, you can't. You, this is one of those movies that just, just like just like when I went to film school. It's like, God, you got to see this movie. And mm-hmm. it, it is, it's, 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 a, it's one of the movies that changed things, you know? So, yeah, totally. Yep. It, it's kind of like a nat ten. You know, you can't, you can't not. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to duplicate that rating. I'm going to give it a 10 as well. I guess we didn't really talk about it, but 
you know, I mean, Tarantino does drop the N-word quite frequently in his work, his use of violence and profanity. I think it's um, more for shock value. You know, it's just kind of you know, I can. Yeah. It, sometimes it does come across that way, and it just leaves you with a, a bad taste in your mouth. But there's also some times where it just hits that perfect note of relatability. Right. Because, you know, these people, even though they're hitmen or they're, like, really terrible criminals or drug dealers or who the fuck knows, there's bad people – but they're still having like conversations about like, oh, did you give your wife a foot massage? You give your mama a foot massage? You know, you get the, yeah. Well, that's from Pulp Fiction. Sorry, you don't. Yeah, remember. I was like, what? I was, I was trying to think of what yeah, that like, was. Yeah, uh, like wrong film, bro. Or like, or, you know, yeah. like in this movie, Madonna or like, you, you know, you tip. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't tip. No, that's a good scene. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, man, no, no, like that. That's no, that's exactly it. That's like. He fucking pushes boundaries in every fucking movie he tries to make. And, hey, dude, you got to admire that shit, you know? It's like, because, you know, for a fucking fact, a million people read that script and were like, don't put that N-word in there. He's like, nope, I'm putting it. It's like, uh, we're going to get into shit ton of fucking trouble. Nope, I'm putting it. It may be my age, but I will say, having been alive when this movie was released, <laughs> and now it seems a lot more awkward and oh, yeah. noticeable now. It's more, more It would have never been made. Easier. Dude, the whole pussy conversation at the beginning of that film, this film, if it got released today, dude, there'll be picket lines fucking everywhere. Like, that. W- this film would have never been even fucking greenlit with all that pussy talk. I don't know. I think Tarantino has done things just as equally as offensive. At, let me let me explain. Let me re let me let me re-explain what I'm trying to say. Okay. What I'm trying to say is, if Tarantino was making his first film ever this year with this script, it would have never been made. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm ever for Don. Ever the, the fucking just everything that they're talking about, you know, like uh, <laughs> would have never been made, man. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what's sad. Like, dude, I'm I'm uber liberal when it comes to a lot of this shit but it's like that's what's sad nowadays it's like fuck we're not gonna get another goddamn Pulp Fiction because everyone's scared that they're gonna get fucking irate everyone else and now don't get me wrong there are gonna be pricks that think they are smart enough to be able to do it and they're still gonna do a shitty fucking film and people will go irate about it no you know what but no one's gonna be like Quentin Tarantino level I'm gonna disagree with you on that 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 there will be a streaming platform for independent people like Netflix that that will end up creating uh, some like really cool uh, fresh content that will push the boundaries. It will come back because in, no, every, no, anytime yeah. it swings one way, like we're yeah. getting so damn like uh, censored, it's going to swing back the other way eventually. Dude, and you got to realize like women have not t- tackled this genre yet. Yeah, you know, and uh, like I think the the closest thing we've had to like just having women. In this genre was uh, Widows, which I got the coasters for right now, which is, uh, you know, yeah, I picked those up at the theater. Yeah, my coasters are for the movie Widows. Left with nothing. Really? Cable of anything. It's like uh, the female version of Reservoir Dogs. It's not as crude and as violent, but eventually we're going to get a female director that's going to come in and they're going to give us something like this. Yeah, like We just have not had it yet. Yeah. You know, and I think some of that too is like, I don't think female directors are scared. But I think people with the money, I think they're scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, just, I, I don't just think say, they're ready to see yeah, women. I just say, give these directors <laughs> like that in fucking, America cinema yet. Give them money and say fucking run with it. 
and it'll be amazing. I'm down for everything, man. Yeah, man, same here. All right, guys. So I didn't I give that... my rating. Thanks, assholes. Oh, well. See, you see, you see, guys. No, wait. I you... don't come here did, very did often you, enough. You guys you... don't even. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, right, you guys well, don't even respect my opinion anymore. This fucker is like spit it out. Come on. Wait, are you still Come talking? Come on, man. <laughs> Assholes. I'm done. I quit this shit. Right. Hey, guys. I'll see you uh, next month. Actually, no. Uh, six months from now. I come once every six months. Give now. us your goddamn rating. What is taking so long? I'm butthurt, man. I'm butthurt. <sighs> you guys didn't ask me for my fucking rating, dicks. Um, Wahid, what's ha- your rating? And Wahid, what is your rating? Damn. Assholes. I gave, I, I gave it a nine. Give it a nine? Did you yeah. really? Yeah. You're just doing that just to be different. <laughs> I, oh, totally. I'm, I'm, <laughs> trying, I'm trying to be Mr. Pink. Right, How well, you are you going to substantiate that nine? Yeah, you got you to gotta tell us why you're knocking the point off. I love the guy so much that this one doesn't hold up to how well he honed his technique. <laughs> what do you mean? Pulp Fiction it's on. It starts. No, it doesn't. You couldn't have Pulp I, Fiction I, without I, this. I get it. But I, I'm still giving. That's why I'm giving it. Are oh, you saying so? You're you're, le- so you're leaving if, room if, to if grow. The, if this was not a if this was not a Tarantino film, um, and this was just a one time kind of movie done by some dude, I'd probably right. give it a seven. It's got it's got holes for me. Yeah, I can see that. But because I love the genre and love the director and I love the dialogue. What are those fucking stuff. holes, man? You can't just um, say the motherfuckers got oh, holes. God, sure, I go. mean you know, like no, like <laughs> some of the lighting. You know the the oh, I, le- yeah. leaves a lot to desire. Um, what it's overlit? Yeah, it's way overlit. Um, Dude, it's, it's overlit. Look, guys, hello. It's late eighties, early nineties. They're, I get trying, it. To, they're yeah. trying to do the film noir style. They're doing a little bit of hard light. That's supposed to be for this genre. Mm-hmm. That's nah, but like, okay. It, it's, I think it's just super flat lit. It's not it's that not warehouse right. is not flat, man. That's not fair. It's not. That warehouse is not flat, dude. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about the bathroom scenes. I'm talking about the um... wait, where he's with marijuana. Come on, man. No, like wait, no, 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 the drug no, dogs? no, 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 no. When like uh, Mr. White and Mr. Pink are are talking, and like the um, restaurant scene at the beginning. I mean, it's just look. It's not the camera work I'm used to from a Tarantino film. And, like, that's what set the standard for me, right? I needed need Robert Richardson to shoot this shit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's uh, not fair. He's, uh, he's, he's working pro bono. <laughs> just like. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, Conrad Hall, I was yeah. uh, just wondering if. Oh, uh, yeah, Conrad. <laughs> like, man, I know. Uh, I know you can do American Beauty in a little bit, but uh, hey, fuck that movie. Yeah, fuck just, that. that Come back. Come back to this movie. Uh yeah, you know some some of that and just some some of the dialogue and audio work in this. Uh, not dialogue, sorry. Just some of the the uh, oh, sound yeah. mix and, the sound, and yeah, it, it is often bad. Yeah. In places. So you know, I mean, but you know, I still give it. A, I'm still gonna give it a nine. Um, you know, everything else I do with Tarantino is a ten. So I'll tell you that this is the only nine that I'll give this one. I can respect that. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's gonna do it for us tonight. You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. And please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Tuned In, Overcast, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Jared, where can our audience follow you, sir? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate and on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. And Wahid, where can they follow you, man? Um, WA Phones. Where? Everywhere. Oh, everywhere. 
<laughs> Wherever people can be found. Yeah, that you know, I I have the OG tags. Wa <laughs> films. Uh, yeah, WA films. Wa films. And you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter at Elkins Edits. All right, guys, we're gonna be closing out the show with a little bit from the Reservoir Dogs soundtrack. We're gonna be playing "Stuck in the Middle with You," performed by Steelers Wheel. Enjoy. listening to the movie crew podcast and tonight we're talking about quentin tarantino's debut film res dogs
Dogs. What did you just say? <laughs> what the fuck oh, was that? Res dogs? Put that at the end because I'm going to have a whole bit on res dogs. <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness. <laughs>